Hey there, it's Andrew with Plans Are Optional. Once again, you guys have found the right podcast. I can't believe we found a name and thought we we're going to stick to it, not realizing it was already taken. We'll find this out in later episodes. I encourage you to go listen to our later episodes. We release every Wednesday and be forgiving on our earlier ones. In fact, be forgiving on the later ones too. We're not professionals. Wait, what do you mean, oh shit? Well, like, I've got one hand holding a mic, one here? hand holding a whiskey. The mic's <laughs> resting on my fucking belly. And my whiskey's on the couch thing, precariously. Hello and welcome to the second episode of Unresolved with Andrew, Marty, and Neil. Hello. If you made it this far, I congratulate you. We we got through all the hard parts last week. We think we have it figured out. And we think we're going to have a better product. We're not entirely sure, though. Well, we think that, but... um... Uh, Marty and Neil didn't actually listen to the podcast, um, so yeah, we're gonna defer to Andrew on that one. We um, we don't know how good last week's episode was, so no, I'm I'm just going with the with the ba- on the basis in my own head that it was amazing. <laughs> okay, okay. Well, uh... yes, it it was the best thing put on the internet in the past week, undoubtedly. I don't know about that. I spent a lot of time on the internet this week, and it was not the best thing. It was really good, though. I was really, I was happy. Um, but, anyways, this week, did you guys have a good week? I had a very long week. Yeah, I did have a good week. I had lots of interesting things going down. Um, okay, what's the most interesting? Full of, full of excitement, full of excitement. Uh, what did we do? I was super excited. This weekend, I put a installed a hitch on my SUV. That was very exciting, uh, especially for someone like me who has no no mechanical or DIY abilities. Um, that was somewhat of a comedy. Um, and also, uh, my daughter's in track, um, so she had her second track meet. She's nine, and uh, she won her one hundred meter heat. Uh, which was super cool for her. She was super excited about that. And so that was that was fun. Any other events she does? Yeah, she does 200, 100. I mean, it's like, it's pretty casual track for kids at that age. So um, you just get to sort of sign up for the events as they come along. And I think you can do like four events uh, per meet. Um, and they actually have this system where if you, if if someone in a certain age group, they do every event throughout the season, at least once give it a go then they get like a an iron man medal um so they have the whole all the track events long jump shot put and high jump for her age i think and then as they get older they have hurdles and other things too so yeah it's very very casual like you know it's not really about beating the other team it's just about you know improving on your personal best every week if you can Look, Neil, if you're not first, you're last, all right? You need to teach your daughter that right now. That's the way she feels, man. I tell you, (laughs) she gets super upset if she doesn't, like, win. And she's she's okay at it. She's she's not going to be in the Olympics. But um, she's definitely very, very competitive. 
and but, this you know it's, it's good it's a good quality but you have to teach them not to not to get too upset if they don't win every race so yeah, my being quite- competitive is good but you also have to understand when losing is all right because there's gonna be a lot of times in life where you lose right but there, i'll tell you someone better losing. than you always except right now so last last thursday opening day of baseball right i went to the mariners uh-huh. home game it was fantastic. I, I'm already, I you, I'm already losing my bet. <laughs> you're already losing your bet. True. So me and Marty made a bet before the season. He's like, Mariners aren't going to win, you know, 66 games. I'm like, they could probably get at least 70. Or no, I said like 88 or something. But anyways, mm-hmm. the the middle points can be 75, and if they get there, I get a beer from Marty, which is to be expected. But anyways, so I went to the game, and the game was fun. It was a great time. I have a few things to complain about, though, and I don't know how much Neil will resonate with this because I don't think. Do you go to many baseball games, Neil? No, man. I'm a I'm a Brit living in in California. Yeah, um, but you've been colonized. We already talked about this. You've been colonized. You no, call it soccer now. I mean, I mean, baseball's not my sport. I've been to plenty of football slash soccer games, um, and um, other sporting events but baseball i've been to one dodgers game once in my life yeah but i understand the game i get i get it um it's interesting it kind of reminds me of in britain it's like cricket it's kind of like slow but family game that's how i see it you clearly have not been to dodgers games lately because they just had another assault outside of their stadium oh no way that that's just la (laughs) that's just la um, but anyways, so I was at the game, right? And there's a couple things that kind of just piss me off that I, I forget about until the season comes around. Can I guess what One, they are? You want to guess? I want to guess. How many are there? Um, so the, the, I have three on my mind right now. Okay. Three on your mind. Um, the cost of adult beverages, um, the amount of crickets you get, um, at, at a Mariners game. And then also the lack of garlic <laughs> on the garlic fries. Those are the three. And I'm going to actually give I'm you gonna, a fourth I'm going to go with people just using their phones and not paying attention. Because I have no idea about baseball. So that's my guess. Because that just pisses me off in life, you know. <laughs> it's like everywhere I go, everyone's on their damn phone all the fucking time. Okay. Well, you, you all are wrong. Absolutely wrong. So the first thing is people getting up in the middle of an at-bat or people trying to get back to their seat in the middle of an at-bat. Mm-hmm. Like, they are more important than people actually trying to watch the game. It's just, it frustrates me. Um, I don't want to go on that one too long. But the wave. How, how do you I, feel about people getting up in the middle of a movie then? Uh, yeah, if it's, it's okay. like If you're like 45 minutes into it, that's fine. You know, but... This is, you know, someone's at bat takes two minutes. You can't wait two minutes. Okay, can yeah, continue. <laughs> that they could have left before or after. It's a short window, so. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. okay. This, the second thing is the wave. And I know Marty's probably going to be agreeing with me on this one. But the wave, it's not so big of a deal when, you know, the Mariners are blowing out the Red Sox 12 to 4. But... The wave, I just can't stand it at sporting events because it takes attention away from the game, and there's 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 some 
deep feelings from where it originated that that I do not agree with. Mm-hmm. You you are very anti deep feelings. You dub. I I don't know what that means. All right, so there's 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 a university up here, University of Washington, and they claim to have started the wave. And you know whether it's true or not, just the fact that they claim it, I'm gonna stay away from that. What do you mean by started? Are you talking like a Mexican wave in a stadium where people raise their hands and everyone goes around? Is that the wave? You call that a Mexican wave? It's called a Mexican wave because it it was origin it originated in the Mexico 1986 World Cup. 1986, like, or okay. Let's put it this way: I'm sure probably it was done prior to 86, but it really culturally, as as a zeitgeist, took off in the 86 World Cup in Mexico. All right, Neil, if you can prove that to me, I might take that one completely off the board and be all right with it. But until then, I'm gonna stand against it. But the biggest thing is like. It reminds me of the times when you're in a 2-1 ball game and you're like the top of the ninth and people are doing the wave kind of thing. Mm-hmm. No, that's that's the charge. Da-da-da-da-da, charge. Yeah, that's no, what no, you they, need to do that. Yeah, or put your rally cap on. But people don't do that. All right. And then the third thing is a little more specific, again, to Mariners here. Uh, T-Mobile bought the naming rights to the Mariners ballpark. So now it's T-Mobile Park, right? It will and never so be the same. Day. It'll never be the same. But okay, so it's opening day. Opening day is a holiday for me, guys. It's one of the happiest days of my life. And I went there. I don't I don't mind pink. I don't mind magenta. But they made opening day more about T-Mobile than about baseball. And I feel on principle that's just wrong. It is wrong, but this is this is corporate America, man. This is the home bed of capitalism. Okay, but I, <laughs> what are you gonna do? Okay, I see. The problem is I can't argue with that too much because I just had an argument with the guy at the bar earlier about that. Not necessarily T-Mobile, but as far as capitalism and sports and you know where money's to be made, it's well, the I mean, most viable route. <laughs> well, there was a. a uh, an airline, I think it was United Airline, that pulled the naming right offer from the Veterans Memorial Stadium or uh, the Coliseum, uh, Memorial Coliseum down in L.A. for the Trojans um, because people were upset that they were going to take away from that stadium because that stadium was built to honor World War One vets. So um, it is kind of an interesting hot topic going on in sports the naming rights of stadiums hmm. yeah uh, it's, for me it's always going to be Safeco Martin's it, always going to be Martin Stadium uh, well, Martin, home of the Cougars which Martin Stadium they also refuse to have it, anybody buy the naming rights to that stadium so um, according to the athletic director that that's not happening so uh, yeah. go Cougs go Cougs uh, so, so Mexican wave. I I just looked it up. It's known as the Mexican wave to people outside of North America, um, because it was popularized, and ex- excluding North America in the Mexico '86 World Cup, um, but originated in the '70s and '80s, um, in various hockey games, um, and then in uh, Major League Baseball, o- Oakland, and stuff like that. So, there you go. Little facts for you. 
you know, it seems a little bit unresolved, so I'm just going to be unhappy with it. Yeah, you Stick can still with hate. Stick the name of the hot podcast here. I'm not happy with it. You can still hate the wave. So did you enjoy the game? I loved it. It was great. Okay, good. <laughs> Aside from that, I loved it. It was a great time. You know, it's baseball season, spring. The Mariner, weather. The Mariners won. Andrew needs 74 more wins to actually know they're at 5-1 right now. So I 70 need... more wins for a beer. So 69 more wins, yeah. They won five and one already. That's good. Stuff. They won tonight. No, no, no. They're five and one right now. Yeah. The, so the, if the if the winning bet is seventy five wins, I only yeah. need sixty nine more. Right. Or I guess you need seventy. And, and this is baseball, right? So this is out of like a million games. Yeah, a million yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> um. Anyways, that's really all I wanted to touch on there. Had a little little grievances to air out there um but we're gonna move into our new you're not you're not gonna ask me how my week went okay marty how was your you said you said it was long (laughs) yeah you didn't have anything good to say about it 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 was long uh i had a a big soccer event that we uh managed to broadcast live on youtube for my job so it was pretty great to have a bunch of kids from a local rival middle school to come over and it draining but um, my middle school is not known as the soccer school in town and the other school has always beat us at soccer and we actually played to a dead even tie three wins three losses four ties and each school scored only 15 goals so cool. like completely down the line and a lot of work my students had a lot of fun and you know humble brag about them but they played their hearts out and i'm really proud of them so uh, took a lot of energy out of me for that week, and I've just been going strong here. So that's how my week has been. But uh, back to you, Andrew, or even unless you guys have questions. Well, congratulations on your on your ability to pull even with the rival school. Um, that is really cool, for sure. Um, but we are going to move on to the next segment. So last week we had this segment where Marty pulled up an article and we're going to make some judgments about it. So we decided that we're going to call this Unread Opinion with Marty N. Mm-hmm. All right. So this week I have two articles for you, gentlemen. And what I would like you to do is kind of tell me which one you'd like to go with. I'm going to give you the title or kind of the synopsis of what it's about. And then I'll tell you a little bit about it. And then you'll go from there. So our first article option is... Uh, the band or the artist Skrillex and how mosquitoes react to his music. And the other article is the U S is, well, the United States of America's um, avocado shortage coming up in roughly three weeks. Which one is most interesting? So that's, that's tricky. I've I've read about one of these so far, and that was the avocado sh- shortage, the the possibility of an avocado storage. Um, so I I would rather hear about Skrillex and how mosquitoes react to his music. See, to me, not to disagree, but I'm going to disagree. How could a, I mean? There's only a certain. There's probably only a handful of ways a mosquito could react to anything. 
I know, but I just want to make the point that (laughs) Mosquito probably doesn't react to his music. And someone spent a lot of money on a study that really didn't result in anything. You think it's just a pointless article where the mosquitoes don't have any notable reaction? That's I think far. Marty. I think Marty's trying to bring us some clickbait. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I'm kind of intrigued about the avocados just because I don't. Until you mentioned that, it never really occurred to me. But I would have. I assume that in the U.S., that most of its avocados aren't from the U.S. So why would there be a shortage? And maybe I'm completely wrong, and that's why there'll be. A shortage, but I would have thought most of the avocados would have been more of an imported good than yeah. home. Yeah, like maybe eighty percent imported. Um, yeah. So now I'm intrigued. Is it a is it a U.S. Uh, growth issue, climate change, or is it an imports? Um, well, well, which one? Problem? Which one? Are well, we going? I don't know, man. This is too. This is uh, rough, Marty. This is the, the, like this is the hardest decision I've had to face <laughs> all day. The problem is we don't have bylaws here, okay? We don't know what happens, okay? Neil wants one, I want another. Yeah. And Marty, you're the one reading the article. Do you so get to Marty decide gets, now? Marty gets to be the adjudicator, I guess. It's up to you, Marty. All right. Well, uh, we are actually going to go with the article about Skrillex. So, Neil, you were wondering exactly how mosquitoes would react to hearing Skrillex. And according to this study, um, if you go to, I found this article on uh, Not the Onion on Reddit, and could, just quick, would we be able to guess this? Um, probably not. This is reaction I'm, I found. Gonna... I found very surprising, and that's why I I wanted to bring it up and kind of get your your judgment on it because I think it has some very big ramifications. Um, But a scientific study finds that the song Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites by Skrillex stops mosquitoes from having sex. Okay. Okay. How did they know that they were about to have sex? Maybe they just weren't feeling like sex anyway, and then they played some Skrillex. Uh, So a study recently published in the journal Actropica on mosquito feeding and breeding habits found that insects are less likely to eat or reproduce when the song Scary Sprites and Nice Scary Monsters and Nice Sprites can, by Skrillex is playing. The specific- can I just break in for a second yeah. here? Yeah. Um, I feel like it's important to this to know what the sound of the song, you know, what, what does the song sound like? Because I don't believe I've heard it. So, if Marty, could you just give us a little bit of it? Um, well, it's dubstep. And the way that I always kind of describe dubstep to people, it it sounds like two robots actually having sex to me. So <laughs> yeah, but was that that's a good description like? for dubstep? But, I like no, it. No, 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 Marty. What does it <laughs> He's sound not that like? Far wrong. <laughs> you know, I don't know. I heard this song, and I don't know how long, so I can't even like place it in my mind. Um, it's it it it's like kind of a screeching electronic with a heavy bass um i don't i don't want you to describe it i want you to sing it all right i heard your kanye last week (laughs) i think you need to sing it and and then andrew you can edit this in for for our listeners um i I would accurate we we are here i really just don't know what the song sounds like and i mean anyone can sing dubstep (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then, 
then Neil, why don't you be our guest here? Because <laughs> I don't, I've never heard the song. I don't know the the melody or the the beat or the, the tempo of the of the song. Maybe maybe even, what was it called again? Uh, scary monsters and nice sprites. So okay. I mean, maybe Andrew just needs to edit a little bit of the song as our outro um, when he puts all all this together. That's I um, think that's a good it, idea. Is that not a copyright issue? Uh, I think you can do a few uh, seconds. Okay, uh, that's a lie. That's a myth. I think I'm not quite sure, but we'll figure that out in post. Let's not worry copyright. about that now. Copy, damn copyright. So anyway, so they, it stops them having sex just because they hear essentially what to them is a is a range of of sound frequencies. That's interesting. Did they mm-hmm. come up with any explanation? Well, uh, we we got to guess, don't we? Yeah, you gotta. I I can't tell you all the answers here. You, it, this is an unread opinion. Uh, oh, is that the theme? I, I see. Yeah. I'm catching up. I'm catching up. So why would that be? Hmm. I don't okay. know, man. Uh, Maybe I, the vibrations me... make the males um um uh, less virile. If mosquitoes can be virile, they must be right. There are a lot of them. <laughs> My, okay, so my idea <laughs> I mean, is that you know, it, it, it not not only the frequencies, but you know, at what volume are these frequencies being played, and is it in a pretty closed environment? Um, so if if it is a closed environment and it's loud, it's going to be jarring to an insect. Um, so I felt like if I was an insect in a box, if I was a little blood sucking mosquito, and I heard something like Skrillex just blasting, I wouldn't want to do much of anything either. Yeah, because you're so sensitive to the to that, it would just be debilitating potentially. So you're saying this music also has an effect on humans? Well, well and reproduction has an on your brain. I mean, well, not necessarily reproduction. <laughs> yeah, but music no, absolutely. Has an effect on you. Music has an effect on reproduction. I mean, we all know that there's certain songs you'd rather get it on with, right? We all know that Barry Manilow is 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 the go to choice. No, no. <laughs> I think you're looking for Barry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> or Marvin Gaye. Marvin Gaye. No, but um, you know this is a good point. So, hmm. But but okay, what, what so, you're right. I mean, I agree with Andrew. I wouldn't. I don't think I'd want to do much of anything if 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 I was get, an insect. I mean, I don't know. Mosquitoes might have some kind of um, sensors or antennae or something that you know really makes them sensitive to certain certain frequencies or something. Well, okay, that hold other on. insects how, don't have. How did we get? Hold on. So I actually had kind of a a, a topic or an area I wanted to go on. This hold and... just hold on before you go there. Okay. Okay, so I want to know how we got to this point where scientists are studying the sexual reproduction of mosquitoes based on Skrillex's music. If like, so, in my mind, I had this scenario playing out that there were some postgrad students at a university partying one night, and they realized they had no mosquito bites after you know having this music on, and I feel like there's a lot of different variables that aren't controlled within that. Like maybe they're high on something. Maybe they're so, you know, they're drinking a lot and the blood alcohol content in in their blood 
would be more of a deterrent to mosquitoes. Maybe something along those lines. Well, th- this also- article does have the, the full abstract available, which I can also post um, when we make this article or this podcast live. So the readers can, if they are really interested in this topic, can read up on it and continue on. Um, and so um, kind of with what I'm gathering with just skimming this is that it's they're looking, the researchers are looking for ways to develop um, a way to control um, a certain Anita's um, carried diseases. Um, I totally butchered that scientific term. So, um, but commonly yellow, yellow fever. So that's kind of what we're, we're looking at here is why this is uh, uh, being researched from what I can tell. I mean, that makes sense as to why they're researching it, but why that particular <laughs> sort of music has that effect, though. Like, why wasn't Neil Diamond coming to America? Yeah, right. And what made them... I guess they must have gone through a variety of, of different songs to try to find something that... Because they didn't just go... I'm assuming they didn't just go straight to Skrillex and hit the bullseye mm-hmm. first go. I mean, they probably played some speed metal and other things. Right. But um, the the part why I brought up this article and why I found it interesting was thinking, um, I like to be outside in the summer as a mosquito deterrent. Is this the wave of the future? Is this something that we are going to do? Um, thinking about malaria and other diseases in African countries. Like, so what's next- the impact of that's going to be? So the next time I'm hiking through the Sequoia, <laughs> I've got a little uh, speaker playing Skrillex for the six hours to keep those mosquitoes at bay. I like it. There's going to be Neil, wife and kids, walking through Sequoia <laughs> with Skrillex on a yeah. Bluetooth speaker. I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> that guy. <laughs> playing this one song. This one yeah, song on re- for six on, hours. On repeat, just on constant repeat, annoying everyone on the trail. It's going to be awesome. Okay, for the sake of science, because now we're scientists, because we're talking about this, obviously, what would be the exact opposite for mosquitoes? What song would want would would cause them like the, to want the to ultimate more? audio aphrodisiac for mosquitoes? Yeah. yeah, what would that be? Or what would be the opposite? Of, uh... It's clearly not Neil Diamond. I mean, Marty, you like bad music. You have to have something. <laughs> you just said I usually have good taste the other night when we are playing Rocket League. Uh, yeah, but that wasn't recorded, so no one knows that. <laughs> that was all in your imagination. Okay, so... Okay, so, something... do, so do we get... So, okay, so are you going to tell us, or is there no answer to this, um, to this riddle? Uh, um, it wasn't a riddle. I was just going to come off with something I, I i asked the question because i really don't know but if i had to guess something think, that would make mosquitoes go crazy and actually want to feed on you would feel maybe i'd go with something from i'd go with feel like making love by bad company <laughs> oh my god okay so i'm thinking about that song in my head right now and i can actually feel the mosquito bites on me right yeah. now you know, on a hot summer's night, at that in the background, I can feel every single one of them. I'll go with that. 
See, I have good so taste. I'm not saying you have good taste. I'm saying that was a good idea. I would love for you to actually test that. So you should barbecue here in the next week and just play that on repeat. And let us know how many mosquito bites you get. All right. I will see what I can do when I travel to Montana over the weekend. And we'll, we'll keep a spare supply of Skrillex in the background just in case it gets like life-threatening or something. <laughs> <laughs> if I play Skrillex in Montana, they might kill me. <laughs> well, no, they wouldn't. Why, why would you so say that? So it's going to be the unresolved with Andrew and Neil next week. Because <laughs> Marty won't exist anymore. Because Marty's dead. It's only uphill from here, guys. Um, but why, why would they kill you in Montana if you're listening to Skrillex? I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever been to Montana? Uh, passing through for a little bit, yes. Okay. And what were you listening uh, to? This was pre-dubstep, so definitely not anything dubstep. Okay, but what gives you the idea that dubstep would uh, make you a target in Montana? Doesn't seem like dubstep is the music of choice for the people of Montana. But that's just me. What would be the music of choice? That's my, uh, that's my uneducated opinion of <laughs> not being in Montana since Mon- I was a, a child. <laughs> Montana is a diverse state with many people, Mm -hmm. and I'm sure you can find just as much diversity there as you do in your hometown right now. Join us next week as we systematically make Marty the most hated individual in the United (laughs) States, state by state. (laughs) Next week, (laughs) Iowa. I, I have never been to Montana, or I have never been to many, many states in, in the U.S., I'm ashamed to say. How many states have you been to? Uh, I'm going to say five or six, maybe. Are you serious? Yeah. That's I it. I mean, I've been to, I mean, where have I been? California, Arizona, uh, Nevada, New York, Rhode Island. Um, that's already more than five. Chicago. So that's about six. Yeah. Not too many. Wait, did you just say Chicago? Yeah, for work. I have to fly there for work every now and then. That's not a state. I meant Illinois. It, my bad. See? I don't even know states from from cities. Chicago is a state of mind, though. I like. That's yeah, fair, fair. It it is the All second right. city. Well, it is a place I would like to visit. Chicago. I'll let you know when I'm coming. You never I've been never there. Never been in Chicago. I'm gonna I'm gonna be going there this summer. I'm gonna catch the Mariners game. If you want to go with oh. me. Oh. Well, you didn't give me an answer about going to Montana this weekend, so I'm going to hold off on giving an answer about Chicago. If he makes okay, it so back Montana from Montana this... after playing dubstep, then 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 he'll consider it. Uh, so the reason why you're going to Montana is to visit a mutual friend mm-hmm. of ours, and he invited me over there for a concert, and I think that's in August. Yes, August 8th. Mumford and Sons with uh, Portugal exactly. the Man. So I entirely forgot, entirely forgot about this weekend. I will not be making it. <laughs> There's still time. Uh, you guys are going to see Mumford and Sons? Yes. Is that what you said? Uh, in August, I will be yeah. going. Oh, nice. Do you like them? Yeah, reason, reasonably. I, I do enjoy Mumford and Sons as well. They uh, actually came to play a concert uh, as a gentleman on the road stop a few years ago in the town in which I reside, and it was... A great great concert um night night before foo fighters played 
played concert in the same small town. So it's a pretty big deal for our little town of roughly 30,000, 30 to 40,000. So pretty cool to have two large bands like that come come to our town. Right. But how how did the mosquitoes react to the music? I know. I wanted to get back to the mosquitoes because it's biting. It's gnawing away at me. So what Oh, uh, That's was... awful. You cannot do that. Come is, on. Is it just itching at you and that you just have to get at it? And... I'm going to walk yeah. away from this right now. It's like a mosquito bite in my mind right now. Well, in that sense, we should uh, not scratch that itch and move on to our next segment here. So, Andrew, what else is on deck here? You're gonna do that to <laughs> us? No, no, no. We can we can talk about the mosquitoes. I want to talk about the mosquitoes, but I don't want the bad puns to go along with it, and not a string of six bad puns to lead into it. Like we talked last time that you know bad jokes are okay, but sparingly, and you guys just went full on ham into the bad jokes. Have you have you met me? I all I speak is in puns. You're gonna eliminate ninety percent of my vocabulary. That's the sound of disappointment right that's, there. That's the sound of elimination right there. It's already That's that's already the gone. sound of you needing a <laughs> swig of your beer and whiskey there to make this easier for you. All right, is it cheating for me to look up the mosquitoes on my on my computer right now? Is that cheating? No, you can't. Cuz while you do that, I'm going to talk about the beer I'm drinking cuz in our I already ruined the T-Mobile part, you know, sponsorships I mean, and they're fucking awful for making opening day about them. But I can talk about this beer. Right, because they're undoubtedly going to discover us. Um, so I'm drinking Silver City, their magnificent bastard Scotch ale right now. It's malty. It's great. Oh, um, while we're while Andrew's pausing, I will say uh, if you would like to hear about the avocado crisis, uh, comment on wherever we put this and uh say we get five comments about the avocados we'll talk about it next week so uh back to you andrew you're shooting too high you're shooting too high with five comments i know because i want to do five comments is pretty i want to do some new i want to do some new article like yeah yeah we're gonna have to do a different article because here's the problem i you will you put this podcast out and even two of the people that made the podcast didn't listen to it. <laughs> it was too much. It was too much for us. How is anyone else going to do this? <laughs> exactly. Like, you know, two thirds of the group didn't want to listen to this. Yeah. You think five other people are going well, again, to listen to it? Well, again, in my defense, comment? it's not that I didn't want to listen. I, I just. But we're advertising I now. I failed in my attempts to listen. Look, guys, I'm going back to I'm going back to mosquitoes here. I feel as if I was pretty close there, Marty. In, in what I was saying uh, because our listeners are going to want to know the answer to this you can't just like throw that out there and then leave them to to wonder for the rest of their lives even though they could look it up on the internet yeah, you know maybe there's... they forget and it's this mystery that lives with them forever right they... um, so I'm going to read this off the BBC it's but... in insects low frequency vibrations facilitate sexual interactions whereas noise disrupts the perception of those signals from members of the same species and hosts so there you go. I felt we were close. We now have PhDs. Okay. 
I guess we do. And see, yeah. and see, but what, what? I kind of said it's a vibrate. Vibrations mess with the sexual organs, which was wrong, but it, it messes with their um, communication. So there, the 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 sound vibration which facilitates sexual interaction. So if you mess with their ability to communicate, you're like, hey, mosquito. Mosquito babe or mosquito guy, how's it going? <laughs> now there's just this background noise. You can't hear each other. You're not going to get it on. Yeah, but it's almost... Okay, I guess as far as initiating, but once you're going and afterwards, you know, not being able to communicate could be a great thing for mosquitoes. It's worked in American clubs for years. Yeah, but, That's true. but for mosquitoes, apparently, they need that. They need that to initiate in the first place. So, so what you're saying is the yeah, song that, for mosquitoes to get it on is "Good Vibrations" by uh, what the Marky Mark song? Um, what was that song called? Oh man, that's gonna drive me nuts. You're gonna have to sing it for us, Marky Marty. Mark. Yeah, go, man. I, go for it. Oh, the high pitch, the good vibrations. Ooh, I might have peaked there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh dear. Wasn't that like a, a 70s... Um, uh, early 90s. Motown? Early 90s. Is that Marky Mark, really? It doesn't sound right. Uh, it is Marky Mark and, and the, fun- Marky Mark, and the yeah. Funky Bunch. Uh, yeah. Lolita Holloway. Wow. There we go. So... 1991. Uh, there you go. I think we just determined what the songs are the song that the mosquitoes need to... Uh, Get down to that good to loving to reproduce yeah. and to ruin our summer. So uh, avoid uh, that, everyone. You're probably right, too, because it says it's the low-frequency vibrations that uh, facilitate the... Oh, no, that's, that would be the opposite. Never mind. Any, any way it goes, Marty still has to field verify these. He has to be out there barbecuing with these songs on repeat and let us know because... My skin's too delicate. Well, I think what we should do is... And I'm British. I don't even know how to use a barbecue. I think what we should do is we each test a different <laughs> song and then we count our mosquito bites over the weekend. Hmm. Because uh, that's a relatively fair... Because I can't be like, oh, I'm getting bit more it's during... It's not very scientific. Uh, Dibs on Skrillex. <laughs> Dibs on... on uh, I'll do female like making love. Baby Manilow. <laughs> So nobody's doing good vibrations. Great. <laughs> I'll do good vibrations. <laughs> okay. Sounds like a plan. Um. <laughs> Apologize to your wife in advance. She'll uh, she'll be okay with that. It might be a guilty pleasure of hers. Um. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Neil, you're mentioning that your daughter's in track. And so she's nine, you said? She's nine, yes. How, how many sports have you put your kids through? Oh, my. Um, we're, we're not too crazy as parents. Um, a lot of parents are pretty intense when it comes to sports and their kids. Um, we did soccer for a year. Um, that one didn't really stick. We've done basketball for a couple of years, um, which is actually pretty fun. Um, they, we, we like basketball, um, but it, it's relatively casual. And now we're doing track. So only three, three sports. But I, I don't have the most sporty of kids, honestly. Uh, my son's in soccer as well. 
Um, but I know softball is super popular for this age as well. You just said your daughter took the 100-meter heat, and you're saying she's not sporty? Well, I mean, she does the track, but they just have to randomly select events and do it. And the reason she picks the 100 is because it's over the fastest. <laughs> it's like, she doesn't want to do the 15. Because, yeah, you know. And she's actually quite small for her age. So, you know, like, she's... If, the longer the distance, the, the bigger the gap would usually become. Um, yeah. But, yeah, we've, we've been through three, three different sports. So- and I'm interested to see you know how that flies going forward because a lot of it does tend to depend on um, how much you push them and what schools you go to as well yeah absolutely have have you ever coached in your children Uh, i did i i I helped i tell me about that well i i i i was roped in so to speak to doing assistant coaching for the soccer when my daughter was doing soccer and um it's actually really hard because they don't listen, man. Kids, that, especially at that age, like five or six, then they don't pay attention to anything you say. Um, and any attempts to get them to do anything other than sort of follow the ball around like a pack of bees is, is, is pretty much pointless. So it was an interesting experience, but that was it for me. I, I gave up after that. I think I think Marty actually coached soccer as well. I did a long I did right, a Marty? long time ago. Um, and how was that for you? Uh, it was enjoyable. I was way more competitive than the kids were. Um, it was kind of like <laughs> he's that guy. Funny thing was, I was only in high school too, <laughs> so it was even worse. Um, but it was it was a lot of fun. Uh, like. Had had some great moments with the kids. I uh, I don't see or talk to him really much anymore. I run into one periodically because um, he's uh, friends with a coworker of mine. So um, it's it's a little interesting, but you know, coaching soccer, it's kind of a coaching young humans is kind of a rite of passage. I feel for all of us. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna skip on that one. So, just this week at work, one of my coworkers she texted me. She's like, "Hey, we need a t-ball coach. Her daughter is doing t-ball, and she's three or four or five. I don't know what age kids do t-ball at, but there's nothing appealing to me about teaching three, four, five year olds t-ball for juice boxes." I just I don't well, see how. Why that did she work come to you? Is it because she knows you're known as someone that likes baseball, so she figured you would be interested? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm always so in in the office I work at. I'm always the guy that's like, hey, let's go ahead and do a fantasy baseball league. Let's do a bracket. You know, let's do college football pickums. Let's mm-hmm. do all these things. You know, I'm always the sports guy, and so she's like, you know, he's into sports. He'll probably want to do this. And so she texted me. I didn't respond. I was like, nope, just not going to deal with that (laughs) she got back to me uh on monday and was like so you don't want to don't want to coach t-ball i'm like no not really i mean (laughs) was it pay (laughs) and that's about where the conversation ended oh wow yeah but i i you know I, i honestly i think it would be fun um i wouldn't you know as far as marty saying being a ride passage i don't i I wouldn't take it to that extreme, but I would say it, it's enjoyable. I think it's worthwhile. 
and I would do it if I had a little bit more time. Well, for sure. I, or if it was if it was my own kids right, doing and I, it. See, I don't agree. <laughs> I I I got to say from my own experience, like I think some people are made for that, and some people are not, and and most people aren't. But you got to be a certain type of person to really get to really be a good coach um, and to really get involved, um, especially at, at young ages. Um, and I think it's 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 a lot harder than it than it seems. Um, but it's it's also it it's not that fun. For, I think for most people, honestly, like kids are fun, but trying to get them as a group to organize and be a unit and you know you have to just go into it with a very um casual attitude until they get a little older because they, you know they, it's just about fun that's the most important thing right like they've got to have fun and i think what people do when they go into coaching is they try to make them better um and you can't really it's hard to make very young children better at anything when they can't even listen to, to they're not in a place to be taught um so you it's the people that just make it fun that I think do the best. Like all the coaches we've had have been coaches who are just, you know, casual, just as long as kids have a good time, that's really all that matters. So then it's kind of like this podcast. Pretty much. Yeah. It's not about, it's not about (laughs) results. It's not about, it's just about having fun. See, I'm going to, I'm going to get up on my soapbox about this one for just a, 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 couple minutes. (laughs) I'll give you 30 seconds. I'll give you 30 seconds. Um, Starting, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me pull up a timer right now. Just not yet. I'm going to give you 30 seconds. I'll give you 45. How about that? That's a compromise. Okay. Look at that. Uh, Hold on, hold on. I don't know how to work my phone. Uh, And we are All going. right. I think as a, as a good coach, you need to make it fun, but also make them better. And part of the reason why I advocate for parents to coach and why I say it's a rite of passage is that that makes you a better parent of an athlete, that they experience somebody else being hard on them, trying to make them better, and that there you you can kind of sympathize, but then encourage them to work harder and kind of be f- fulfill that parent position and know where the coach is coming from. And so... Yes, not everyone is meant for it, but you can do it in certain capacities to make everyone better. Now, you're not going to be coaching varsity basketball or higher anything, um, but getting in there making teams or something like that is is important. Right. You hit 45 seconds. And I want to... I, uh, I want to go on a, on a different on a different <laughs> tangent you... <laughs> on a different tangent here uh, to Andrew's point, where I think Hold you on. would be more inclined to coach T-ball if it was your own son or daughter, and being that you would be volunteering and there's no blood relation between this coworker and their and their child, then coaching the team, it's it, it's not as there's not a big of a pull to it. Oh, that's, so, that's for sure. I mean, that's absolutely like if you're doing undoubtedly if you're doing, case. I mean, parents get involved when their kids are involved, and that's what kind of gets people into. If you're doing community, I do have a league, hilarious. It, that's another thing because like those coaches are there typically for a while, especially in a smaller community. Like people grow up with those coaches. Um, it's changed a little bit now, but like my baseball coach, he coached little league for like twenty five years. And like other coaches wow. are in That's... the community, like it was just known. And even some of our coaches at the middle school that I work at, like they're they've been around coaching and they still coach. 
um, because they're kind of like institutions. Um, it's just a little bit different in the era that we're in. And I actually think that we're losing some of that part of our sports heritage where we're getting those coaches that only are there for, you know, while their kids are there and it, they're not having that lasting impact to continue to have that same respect for generations and generations with families that have have a son or daughter then as they grow old and they come back to the community they have their kid and then the, so you have like three or four generations that are playing and learning from the same individual who's over time got this great reputa- reputation so like I said I think that's something that we're losing and I think if Andrew had kids in the game um, that were on the team that he would be more inclined to coach yeah Andrew you need to get some kids <laughs> title of, of the episode is Andrew gets we kids. hate other people's kids <laughs> and <laughs> hey, listen, and listen, hope listen, they get bit by that. mosquitoes yeah and listen to Skrillex I, I do have one little tale though about, about my um, experience as a coach for one year so the very first practice that we ever went to with so it was a bunch of five-year-old girls i was the assistant coach i had to pass these tests you know you have to like uh take like a an online course for like 45 minutes to an hour it teaches you kind of how to interact with the kids and do a background check and all that fun stuff so i'd, I'd sort of prepared myself for this i'd got some drills all worked out and i had this vision in my head of how it was all going to play so we get there my daughter at that at that age in particular was pretty difficult um uh, a little wild like she'd go out, sort of run off and do things on her own half the time not pay attention and this was even a thing you know more more so than a lot of the other girls so we get there and i'm thinking okay i can't just focus on my kid because you do see that right in sports you see that parent who's sort of giving their own kid favorite treatment or um really yeah. giving their kids a little bit more than the other kids which you know understandable um but i'm thinking i don't i'm not going to do that you know and, and i even said to her before i'm like listen you can't just come up to me upset and if something's wrong then you know that's okay but i have to give some of my attention to the whole group so she's like yeah yeah cool no problem so we get going and we're about 10 minutes into it and we're out on this field and off to the side, maybe 100 yards away, were two full-size soccer goals with nets that had been sort of turned away from the field, like facing a fence. Um, so I'm looking around and I'm like, where's where's my daughter gone? I'm looking around and then I, I hear this noise from 100 feet away. And she had wandered off across the field doing, you know, while we were trying to get them to do stuff. And gotten into the nets and was literally tangled up in the nets like a fly in a spider's web and i was like oh my god and you can just imagine and there's all these parents and all these mothers are around and i'm like running off to to basically you know became this thing everyone's over there and we're untangling her from the net and then we carried on but you know i knew at that point this was not going to be a (laughs) long-term pursuit it's like jesus christ I had to share that. I figured there'd be no other time to share that, especially on I this hope, podcast. I hope your it, kids it was listen funny. to this when they're older. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and they know but exactly now, the moment that you knew that this sport was not for them. This was not for them. <laughs> like the you moment. Mean 15 minutes into the first practice. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, you just heard the moment oh. that Neil lost hope of his children being sports stars <laughs> <laughs> hold on 
that's just one of them. There's still hope for the other, right? Uh, yeah. So, so actually, my my son's interesting. Not with that response. I mean, not with that. So, actually, no. I think that there definitely is. Here's what I'll say about about my son. See, again, it's about them having fun, right? My son goes out there and he plays the soccer games with the other kids, and they're all running about kicking the ball. But he likes to stay back and defend. He wants to protect the goal. But at that age, they don't have goalies, so they're not supposed to just stand in the goal and stop the ball. So he sort of wanders forward, but he doesn't get in the action and he waits for the ball to come when, you know, when it's time to defend. And then he kind of makes his move and kicks it and does whatever. But the funniest part is, um, it's just how much he enjoys himself compared to, even compared to all the other boys on the field, he'll kick the ball. And then the moment he kicks it away, he turns around, lifts up his arms in triumph and goes yeah and looks and you know he you know that they, they they want that encouragement and they you know they want you know hey dad hey mom look thumbs up and all that and he just runs around for like i think they're like seven minute quarter so he runs around for about half an hour just having the most pure amazing time um and you know if you if you can enjoy sports that much and continue that you know as you get older then yeah there's you know you, you never know how you might may develop but um, Good for him. I, I'm just glad they're have, having fun. Well, uh, thanks for uh, well, bringing a wholesome note. And uh, yeah, that's pretty wholesome. I, I think it, I think that was a good, good little tale. Compared, you know, two different kids. One gets tangled up in a net. The other has fun and does random victory screams. <laughs> well, um, don't don't, I think don't take your daughter to uh, to uh, Mordor. Um, or fishing, or that would be bad. Costa Rica, like, um, you should probably take the stairs instead of the escalator. Yeah, shoelaces—that'll be a problem. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, all right. Well, we've we've talked about mosquitoes and how they reproduce and how they don't reproduce due to Skrillex. We've talked about kids in sports we talked about how i don't like other people's kids and the wave we've talked about we talked about the wave and how i'm not sold on it being a wholesome activity for anyone what else have we touched on well we touched on avocados but we we refused to go yeah five five comments everybody and you'll get to hear the avocado story (laughs) of the avocado shortage so uh, I know it's a lofty goal, but uh, we are advertising now, um, as Andrew cued me in on earlier today. So I don't think five is too much of a stretch if we're advertising. Um, I mean, how many listeners did we have last time on our last podcast? Well, I'll tell you two people who didn't listen. <laughs> but how many did listen, Andrew? How many did? Probably just me, honestly. Probably just me. I'll look, but... <laughs> So if anything above another person besides you listens to this podcast, we have doubled our audience. Um, so we could get five. Five is a, um, a reasonable number. Um, I'm, I believe in it. Let's say two. Uh, I think two. Two? I'm sticking to five. Uh, you're sticking to five. All right. mm-hmm. uh, my goal, if we could get two, that would be great. Look, the Mariners are getting 75 wins. But we are not getting two listeners on this podcast this week. What if Neil listens? Well, there you have it, guys. Prove us wrong. 
if you're out there listening to this, then you are 50% of the solution already. Just so if each that. of us listens to it, that's at least three we listeners. Did the math. So are you talking two listeners that are not us? I'll yeah. say two listeners that are not us. Anyone who got this far needs help. Probably. Anyways, we, we appreciate you guys if you do listen to it or if you discover us later on 30 years down the road and it becomes a Bill and Ted kind of thing as we had talked about before <laughs> um, and you come back and listen to these we appreciate that but we're going to sign off for now because we have some Rocket League to play and evaluate our podcast choices <laughs> exactly